gentlemen. You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. Hey, how's it going? How's everyone doing? Welcome to Slowly We Rock, Metal's funnest and dumbest podcast. Yeah, we got it right. Back again with another episode. How's everyone doing? I'm Jim. Uh, Next to me is Dan. Hello, I'm Dan. And across from me is Lewis. And I'm also Dan. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Dan. I thought we had a Dan and Lewis. We've got two Dans. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to call you Dan 1. I'm going to call you Dan 2. Now, people listening probably don't know who I'm referring to, but you'll you'll, you'll keep it with it. Right, Dan 1, 2? Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Here we go. How's everyone doing? Uh, pretty good, Jim. About this good, y'all. Yay! Yay! Tonight, we're drinking from the bottle. Can you point to this glass, please? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, we are celebrating. Um, that's right. I think we've had generally like a pretty good day today. We've had a great day. And I'd just like to, I've, I've bought a couple of bottles of bubbly. And we're going to get through them both during this next hour. We're going to have, we're going to have maybe a bit of one. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a school night. Uh, yeah, Lewis is going to have one. Dan and I are going to share half of another. And see how it goes. <laughs> because for me, on a very, very serious note, uh, the past couple of months since uh, becoming a property owner have been pretty, pretty tough. And these boys have bailed me out for beers and gigs and just been the best buddies ever. Oh, so I would like to say a massive thank you with some nice bubbly treats for your mouths well uh, you're uh, welcome oh in that case i would like to say thank you very much lois for this bubbly treat for our mouth um <laughs> and also i like to thank you because you do an amazing job editing our podcast you take uh. the absolute shit we say and you, and you keep you, it in and you keep it, <laughs> but you somehow managed to trim it down to around one hour an episode and that is a herculean labor but you managed to do it man so I think you deserve you. A, uh, a glass bubbly for yourself. So oh, top, top that up, top that up mate. Yeah. <laughs> Buy one for yourself. Uh, also, um, this episode won't be released on the day because it's already happening, but we are recording on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. You see, you can't see, but the room is full of candles. We're in kimono robes. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing Barry White. We've edited that out in the background. We're, we're in drinking a hot tub. bubbly. Yeah. yeah. We're drinking yeah. in a hot Three tub. Three men in a hot tub. <laughs> wearing kimonos in a hot tub. Just yeah. chilling out. Just chilling out. Yeah. Just Barry White. Whatever. Yeah. It's part of my life. Um, so, so what? It's Thursday. We we want to wish anyone who was actually having a lovely Valentine's Day with their partner a wonderful day. And uh, anyone who wasn't, fuck it. Being single is great as well. You don't need anyone. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. We're having a what? Ladentine's Day? Boys time? Boys Day? What do you call a boys? Valentine's. Valentine. That could be. That's Pal- good. Valentine's is quite nice. It's nice because it boys uh, or girls. Actually, I, just, yeah, I, I, I actually need to stop you right there. Um, so back in primary school, here we go. When you talk, we like there was a kind of run, running joke where you'd say, "Oh, who are you? You know, who are your mates? Whatever, who are your friends at school?" And it, when you're like at primary school, as soon as someone asks you who your friends are, you have to immediately reel off every single person. You know, yeah. "Who's my friends? My friend." So you, the older kids, well, like, come, we didn't start the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't start the friendship. Uh, so Chris, Joe, Mike, and David. <laughs> Um, but I remember some of the kids in the older year, they would trick you the question, question. They go like, who's your pal? Like who are your pals? 
of like, well, I'm pals with uh, Adam and Oliver and uh, and Andrew and, and Dan and Grant. And then be like, they'd be like bursting with laughter, giggling. And I'm like, what's so funny? They're, they're good guys. They're my friends. They're like, pal stands for personal ass liquor. They're your personal <laughs> ass lickers. <laughs> then they like push you on the ground and just run off. Kids are dickheads, aren't they? Yeah. Like, so I mean, is this a bullying story? <laughs> um, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the same time, though, if I manage to convince my closest friends to actually like... <laughs> what do you name, six people? <laughs> you hold some power. You're like the Don Corleone of the uh, I think school. that's a good power play, and now uh, you know, I'm not so embarrassed by it. It's a good that. way to assert dominance. That's, that's a power money can't buy. <laughs> yeah, or should buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a power of fear. Power maybe money should rent instead of return. <laughs> Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah, happy Palantine's Day, Happy Palantine's Day. Uh, and as part of that, to just finish off the trifecta of the last two <laughs> episodes, uh, I've got you guys' presents. Amazing. So, well, God. don't speak too soon. Because you haven't seen them yet. <laughs> so if anyone who's like on their own on Valentine's Day listening to this, and they're going to start thinking how miserable they were, and then how much of a good time we're having, I'm really sorry. Join in. Join in. Be join happy in. Happy yeah, day. join in. Yeah. Send us an email. Tell us how you spent your Valentine's Day. I'll tell you what. The greatest gift is a happiness for another. Mm. Anyway, so I, uh, <laughs> I haven't had time to wrap these properly because moved house, etc. So very wrapped in bags for life. So that one's for you. That one's for you. Oh, shit. This is big. Same monetary value. I don't know what you boys are like. <laughs> so uh, maybe go one at a time, I would say. Okay, who should go first? Uh, they're quite similar. Maybe Lewis. I saw it and I just... Oh, it's really strange. <laughs> That's amazing. It's... I've actually seen these. The G.I. Joe figure. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Of Rick. <laughs> of Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. And not only that, if, if anyone uh, knows anything about The Walking Dead, you should totally read the comics because they're way cooler. And it's comic book Rick. And it's comic book Rick yep. with his dismembered hand. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you'd appreciate that. Oh, dude, thank you so much. You're welcome. You can put it on display and next to... There's also some else um, in there, which I saw at the, at, the, at, the, um, at the counter. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> So you both got one, <laughs> which is... I don't want to ruin the Yeah, story. maybe yeah. Like, you open yours, Jim. It's like the most niche part of my one of my favourite things of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. <laughs> An action figure. <laughs> like, his entire thing in that movie is a setup for a Bill Murray joke. When he's holding dickless. This man has no dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real... This is a big package as well. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Look you could have got Gozer. Well. You could have got Bill Murray, Slime Peter. But you've got. You've got the. You could also pretend it's a reporter from um, Die Hard if you want. Oh yeah, amazing! Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> did, did you get god. that? Yeah. Yes. This is so niche. Like all kids, all kids want a William Atherton uh, action figure, and you've got one. Like I literally had to spend this weekend like sorting out all my old Ghostbusters toys that were broken that had to be thrown away <laughs> and you've now bought me a new Ghostbusters toy. That is... I mean, and it looks like it <laughs> might be the best one. Isn't that weird? I like that it also comes with like a big backdrop as well. I know. Like, which isn't the mayor's office. No. <laughs> it's just a part of a street scene. This makes no sense, but this is fucking incredible. It's the only one they had as well. It's amazing. They had like six water pecs. <laughs> <laughs> All I can see when you're looking at it on the side is just that picture of him looking real frustrated on the, the side. side. 
<laughs> we'll put a photo up on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, check out our Instagram. Okay. It's definitely going to be photos. Let's read the back of, of this. Um, this seven-inch scale action figure is based on the 1984 feature film Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder what. And features this. multiple points of articulation as well as accessories and diorama parts. It was sculpted at Gentle Giant Studios. This is actually genuinely a great action figure. As well. it's actually it's really like, it looks just it. like him. It's captured his likeness so well. This is like the best bad action figure. <laughs> it's going to take some to beat that. Thank you it? very much. Yeah, thank you, mate. There was also something weird in each bag yes. as well. Have you got yours oh, yet? Oh, no, basically, they were at the uh, till at B&M Bargains, uh, which I may or may not have got everything from there. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Uh, no, that's, that was just to cover up. That's a, it's just a vest, but that was just to cover up the package on the way here. Oh, it's like a Kinder Egg. Called LOL Surprise. <laughs> it's like a Kinder Egg used... To lure children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You get some kind of like action figure of like a kid or something in it. Oh, that's <laughs> really weird. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, mate. And the best thing is, Jim's going to start tucking into his on an audio format. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to keep his energy up, you know? Yeah. Got to keep that sweet ASMR mm-hmm. going. Got to find out what the toy is inside, you see. So. That's why I did it. I mean, we're talking now. I want to find out what the toy was. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> Thank you, no, that's very sweet of you. You're very welcome. Mm. I couldn't believe two perfect presents <laughs> next to each amazing. other, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And so the free episode gift cycle starts again. So, <laughs> Lewis, if you can pick up something up for that. Yep. 2019. <laughs> we we're should, doing it. We should be bankrupt by uh, by July. So. Yeah. But as I said, well, then, what we to the audience, just that you know, in some future plans, we're going to. Hopefully later in the year, we might be able to pick this up and do it weekly. Yes. At which point, we are going to release the fuck out of a Patreon and, yeah. your, and your campaign. So yeah, that we please, can only, you. not anything to do with the podcast, no. just to buy gifts for, for each other. other. Yeah. yeah. Um, the feedback we've had for the You've podcast... You've got to have a look and see what's inside your lol surprise. <laughs> Let me finish the chocolate first. <laughs> the feedback we've had for the podcast has been mm, really good. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> it's been amazing and we really want to step it up and keep delivering content and... We've got some ideas, things to talk about, like beyond rock and metal. Like people love their rock and metal talk, but I think people also like the tangents we go on. That seems to, we had some real good feedback. Oh, there was that one episode on where we went on a tangent, wasn't there? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, got, I feel like one. there was one at some point. Yeah. So we were thinking of different ways to like diversify what we're talking about. And we've got lots of ideas. Yeah, and our um, schedules are getting a lot more uh, back to normal now. It's yes. been a very weird couple of months for everybody. Yeah. Um, but we're much more back on a normal schedule now, hopefully. So yep. it should be every other Tuesday. Um, and then an hopefully, yeah, weekly. And then weekly is plan, yeah. the idea, yeah. That's where, we, that's where we'd like to get. But to do that, we do need a little help from you. The more people that listen to it, mm-hmm. the more need there will be, hopefully, for us to do it. If you want to hear me eating chocolate on a podcast, <laughs> tell a friend. I, can't. Um, so the, I think the, it's really important that you keep liking and sharing. Yeah. All so the, lol, the LOL surprise action pod has been out of the chocolate for a very long time and Jim has just been eating the chocolate into the <laughs> microphone. We finished with chocolate now, just to confirm, the chocolate is now... Oh, it, oh, oh what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> mm, what is lol, that? Surprise. That's a gentle topper. Just holding this makes me feel like it should be added to some sort of registry. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's like a pencil topper of what looks like a... You know what website you can go on in GTA and it gives you five stars? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, the surprise pageant website, whatever it's called. Um, it's like it's like a little girl. That's definitely got, from a horror film. It's like, it's like a little girl's got like whiskers, and she's wearing like a child's onesie and has little kitten ears, and she's waving and she's reaching for a knife. I don't mean she's waving. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I could see a horror after, film about this kid. After kids. watching True Detective last night, oh no, oh no. I'm getting like serious oh no. True Detective vibes yeah. from this. Yeah. Well, what color was the foil the thing was wrapped in? 
Oh, at least pink. With, at least Walter Peck. It's like Walter Peck's stern face is bringing me that back down to earth. And if any, if no one can remember who Walter Peck is, please just Google him right now. Yeah. William Atherton. We'll, hang on, we'll we'll give you a second. You got it. Cool. Great. Um, yeah, what, Die Hard one and two as well. Yeah, watch Ghostbusters. It's like one of the best movies ever made. It still is. This isn't the first time we spoke about Ghostbusters on this podcast. No, we talked about it the other week actually. Yeah, the yeah. last one we recorded. Yeah. Also, yeah, also nothing to say as well. Um, last episode we released was something a little bit different from us. Uh, we released the first episode we ever recorded when yeah. we were just trying to test the waters and just see whether or not this would work. And it was part of our Iron Maiden series. Uh, Which we've been speaking about for like 18 years. Yeah, episodes. we've been yeah. hyping it, yeah. Uh, so if you liked that, like, do let us know, you know what you liked about it. It's a bit more, bit more rambunctious in a way. Like it's a bit like a bit rough around the edges. Yeah. But I think some of the stuff in there is if you're a metal fan or you want to know a bit more about Iron Maiden, it, I think it's like quite a fun introduction. And also we talk about some real random shit as well. It's yeah. yeah. Listening back to that first episode, I, I cried of laughter a couple of times. <laughs> I, yeah. We talked we talked about Rockstar and Steely Dan. So if you like that really silly stuff, like honestly, yeah. let us know because we've got a lot more of those there's episodes a, in the back. A very specific bit in the second one we did, uh, which I'm very excited to get to. <laughs> We've and, been sound for like two years yeah. now, yeah. And if you appreciate censorship of the word s**t, then... Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. We, were, we were a bit more rowdy back then, shit. yeah. Because yeah. Also, because every time we recorded, we always had like three or four beers before we'd even started as well. Yeah. Now we're doing like coffee mornings and stuff, so we are a lot yeah, more Yeah, now we're having coffee and pastries. We're still yeah. rock and roll, though. We're still rock and roll, yeah. Yeah. Still, still rock and roll, though, mate, yeah. Decided to get back on topic. Yep. It's Valentine's Day, so... Yes. I was like... I'm going to listen to some romantic rock and metal. I know this is going to be an uphill struggle, but God fucking damn, him were a great band. Crickets. <laughs> I listened to Razorblade Romance and Love Metal today, and those albums are really good. I am so into them, and I think I'd like make it to tradition only to listen to him on Valentine's Day. I don't listen to any other bands. But it's just the thing I do. Yeah, could, as long as you, you use that. headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Well, I, I couldn't find the batteries for my boombox today. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's the big hey, ones. Hey, who's it's that big, guy? It's the big ones. Yeah, it's the big ones. Yeah. yeah. Everyone in Briscoe. Mm. Hello. But uh, if you saw me coming to work, I was wearing a big old beanie, a sleeveless t-shirt. Uh, I had like a big <laughs> scarf, some baggy black jeans. What are you doing? And some skater oh. shoes. And like, yeah, Velo, Velo. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys look at me like slightly insane to all of this, but no, I really like that band. Yeah, that's, that's good. And they They're broke very catchy. Up, they yeah. broke up to like zero fanfare whatsoever. People, that's weird. People, when they broke up, yeah. no one gave a shit. But do you think teenagers gave a shit? Because that's when I feel no. I, most of my knowledge of them came from like so, teenage girls. I knew mainly it was girls that were into. So them, here's but. the thing: I think their audience didn't grow with them. They dropped off. Mm. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I, could see I that. think that's. And what I so think I that's. think they're seen as like a bit of a fad and a moment in time. But I think they were actually like had some good songs. I wonder what he's doing now. He probably made a lot. Of, he must have made a lot of money off. Like every yeah. time Bam Majera, every time Bam Majera sold a skateboard or a shoe or a oh, t-shirt, yeah. he was probably getting some money from Forgot that. About that guy. Just dismembering bugs or something, I guess. <laughs> Smoking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. By all accounts, apparently he stank because he was like a chain smoker. So this was this was my uh, my little fact that I had for you, and oh. this this comes from my buddy Matt. So it might be absolute bullshit, Matt. You can. Let me know if this is false. Um, no shooting, brothers. This is kayfabe. Elijah, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry, my buddy um, wrestler Elijah. Yeah. 
Um, kicked a man out of his own shoes. He did kick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He literally kicked a man. You can, if you go on to Twitter. It's, it's on, it's if you like, yeah, if you're wrestling Twitter and stuff like that, it's all over the place, yeah. Uh, he literally drop kicked a man out of his own shoes. Incredible. And it's well done, Matt. Yeah, real like proud him. of you. Uh, but he told me that Vil Vallo mm. uh, used to try and smoke, like just chain smoke, 40 yeah. day, to try and keep his voice low and gravelly. Yeah, he wa- he wanted to apparently sound yeah. like... Yeah, oh. yeah it's he, gross, isn't it? He drank wi- a lot of whiskey as well because apparently he wanted to sound like Tom Waits. Right. Yeah, that was kind of now. Like, there's a few. There's a few things that are slightly different. He has never. <laughs> he has never sounded like Tom Waits. Yeah. <laughs> even like, even early Tom Waits, where he hasn't really got the. He's got the sort of slight. He's got huskiness. Husky, but, but yeah. he's more like jazz husk. Yeah, I would describe it. Jazz husk. <laughs> I, mean, I would say that's what. <laughs> that's fair. And his man, earlier man. albums are a bit jazzier anyway. But I've never. I would in a million years. I wouldn't guess that's what he was going for with his voice. Was yeah. Tom Waits? <laughs> no. Huh. Yeah. I used to have a uh, <laughs> Ville Valo poster that I got from Metal Hammer magazine. And on one was side... It, was it the, the one with the, the real low jeans? Yeah, yeah, it was very overtly sexual. Metal but, Hammer but he's also the, he's the also one. incredibly androgynous in as, as well. So it wasn't very sexual as well. It was weird. Yeah. Was, but on one side, he, he was, was like... He was a good looking dude. He, one side, there well, was he like... he still is. Nah, if he's, if he's smoking <laughs> and drinking that much to yeah, try and sound like Tom Waits. Like... <laughs> If you yeah. want to sound at Tom Waits, you end up looking like him as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Let that be a lesson. 40, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, one side he was like an angel, the other side he was like a demon. And it was a bit of an annoying because like usually you get like one band on one side of the poster or another band on the other. So if it wasn't one band you liked, you yeah. on the other side. This was two sides of him. But like, I whacked, I liked the him. two sides of him. Yeah. So I whacked that poster on the wall and when friends would come around to just thought him were an absolute joke and would take the piss out of you, I would like, take it down. <laughs> Hold it up. Oh. Yeah. I never Ooh. did that. I, uh, Move it. That's because you probably had cool bands. The first two, well, the, well the, so the first issue of Krang I ever bought had two posters in it that I put up. Again, they were double-sided. One was Joey Ramone. Cool, And cool. the other one was Burton C. Bell, but he's made to look like the Terminator. Who is that? The From singer Fear. of uh, Fear Factory. Yeah. Oh, cool. So the band is just like every every single album. Half of him looked like yeah. Half of him looked like the Terminator. Excellent. That's yeah. very yeah. cool. Yeah, I probably had more, but that's the first two I remember. I anyway. can imagine that was initially just a photo of Burton C. Bell, but he snuck into the Krang offices and mm. like photoshopped <laughs> <laughs> the poster, <laughs> saying to the publisher and the printing press, "Shouting tech can't take me apart." I don't know what he was doing. Um, the very first ep- issue of Krang I ever got uh, had Napalm Death on the cover. Cool. Yeah. Part of a live member who was on the cover. The first one I ever bought. Mm. I think mine would have probably been like Slipknot. Slipknot on the second. Back it's like, a good bet, isn't it? Slipknot, Slipknot on the second because I got I got into it by the time Iowa came out. Yeah, and like they seemed like the most terrifying thing on the planet. First uh, Metal Hammer I ever bought had um, Nick and Josh from Queens of Stone Age. Cool, looking like James Bond and Blofeld. Well, this sounds like a dream of yours. No, no. (laughs) This sounds like all of all of your boxes. It's like, yeah, great. Yeah, Heavy Metal Magazine and James Bond just combined. I know, like Valentine's (laughs) Day and couples, but those two back in the day were just such a cool pairing. I know. I was so shocked when he got fired or left or. Yeah, and then had that standoff with the arm standoff with the police, but didn't go to jail. And then the other guy kicked a photographer in the face. Then Josh Romney kicked a photographer. Yeah, that that blew over pretty quick actually. His argument. Do you do you ever reading about that? Not the kick in the photographer in the so face. Josh Homme was uh, probably Queen's Stone Age at like some, it was like an award show or something like that. But last year, wasn't it? Yeah, about 18 months yeah. ago, maybe. Oh, and oh, uh, was, was this a female photographer? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah, he yeah, just basically yeah. like, she was taking a photograph of him because she was in the photography pit. She was like doing her job. 
And he just kind of like walked up to her and like kicked the camera back into her face, which I think like bust, broke her nose or yeah. something like that. Oh, no, I did see, I did see that. He destroyed the camera. Oh yeah, heavy piece and of equipment. Yeah. yeah. And um, also, it, expensive piece of equipment. Yeah. That is her livelihood. Livelihood, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Literally her job. It's like, her it's adding, it's like insult to injury. What dog shit move? Couldn't so, think of a worse thing to do yeah. in one go. And then like no. the medical, because America, the medical bill, so, so like everything about it was so fucked up. And his like, um, excuse me, uh, was first he was like, you know, I was on stage performing and I just kind of got caught in the moment and felt like a little bit, you know, rock and roll or whatever. And so it, it, it wasn't really me. It was like the performing me. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, that's fair. When, when we're at the office and like you have a you know a real good uh, real good bit of work that you're doing, you just boot a girl in the face next to you, right? 100%, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. That yeah, whatever nearest coworker is, yeah, yeah. You make sure you get like we, the, we have the a monitor into them. We have a pretty diverse <laughs> office, so I'm doing spin kicks. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people to kick in. Yeah, one precisely. Um, then when people called him out on his shitty excuse, good, um, which rightly so, he recorded this video of him like at, you know it was like he was like. He was pretty much in tears in the video. And it's partly because, like, Good. he's upset because he got caught, effectively. He's had to feel the oh, consequences. No. He's not upset at what he'd done. If he, what he'd done straight away, he would, like, stop playing. Ah, but Kevin Hart... Um... Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he would have, like, stopped playing, like, done something straight away. He made sure she was okay. apologised. Like, the very least he could do is, like, offer to buy her a new camera and pay for her medical expenses, which I don't know if that actually, actually happened. I certainly hope he did. Yeah. So, uh, anyway... Um, that, yeah, that kind of took the shine off of uh, Josh Homme. Yeah. I, still, I still think he's like kind of a cool dude, but like, there's no excuse for that ever. I, I, I don't, I think he's a less cool dude. And Josh, if you're so, listening, yeah, yeah. be a better guy. Be a better dude. It's Valentine's Day. Also, actually, if you are listening, Love please Harvey. promote our podcast as well. <laughs> like, yeah. You guys are really popular. But I, I think, really I think the, two, the two excellent Instagram sort of apology type videos are either the one where you're crying. I think mean, that's a classic. I mean, yeah. You can't go wrong there because you're going to get sympathy. Oh, is the it like other, no what? makeup, hair up? Yep. Yeah. The crying. other one is male or female. You just basically, you have to look like you've just woke up. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're rubbing your face a little bit like, oh, I don't really know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. But that was the Kevin Hart one he did. Kevin Hart did one where he didn't ever apologise. All he had to do was apologise and he didn't. But just like, pretend he just, basically he seemed like he, he just woke up. Was that when he just wouldn't stop using homophobic uh, slurs? Well, he'd <laughs> stopped, but he had in the past, he'd done quite a lot of homophobic okay. tweets. And all he had to do was do a proper full frank apology. And he'd have kept the Oscar hosting gig and stuff like that. And he didn't do it for some reason. And he sort of has done it in small pieces since, but not really ever come out and just said, yeah, I shouldn't have said that stuff. It was stupid jokes. Or double down. I stand by what I said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's he a weird. But yeah, but then he did the classic thing where he seemed to have just woke up and read the news and. I hate that. Yeah, I hate yeah. That. Like, is in the kind of like, like the academy wouldn't have rang him first before telling the press that he's not <laughs> yeah. the hosting job anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of actors. A, shame, a lot of actors negotiate. It was quite yeah. funny, I and mean, yeah, it's a bit of a shame he just can't apologise for. I well, mean, he's now saying, but he's apologised repeatedly, but he, he never really actually apologised. It. It's just done it small pieces. I'm sorry, you're offended. Yeah, that's a classic yeah, isn't it that yeah. kind of crappy joke so whilst we're on Valentine's Day which other celebrities can we ruin for you yeah right <laughs> <laughs> has Hogan done anything weird at Hulk any Hogan. point oh, uh, what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> no, no the silken hair <laughs> oh no <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> 
What was that from? Um, it's, it's Always Sunny in yeah, Philadelphia. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Classic yeah. is Always Sunny. So you quickly check Twitter and Twitter's exploded because like Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds have got together to just say some really homophobic stuff no. as well. <laughs> really out of character. Where's that come from? That would genuinely upset if me. If could say what he wants. That would be so That would upset me so much. That would be I, real bad, yeah. yeah. It would be like if Terry Crews that will on never Twitter ha- and said like really happen. awful stuff. Oh, Can you imagine? Never, never. That will never ever happen. No, he's too good a dude. He's mm. wonderful. Yeah. A lot of time for the. You wouldn't think that we've actually got loads of stuff to talk about in this episode because. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> in fact, we we have not spoken about music much at yeah, all. Yeah, so apart far. from me just forcing my hymn opinions in. Yeah, yeah. And then slacking off singing from the hymn sheet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> No, that's, your, that's a pretty good punch. That's your weekly uh, segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So track by track. They put out a sound called Dark Shy Light, um, and it's pretty No, no, bad. you do one of those, like, you know those um, podcasts that dissect the film minute by minute, like the Star Wars minute. Or the oh, Godfather yeah. Minute. You do the hymn minute, singing from the hymn sheet. Nice. You, <laughs> you just discuss one minute of each song. <laughs> well, you know, if, uh, if we start going weekly, we may need content, so... I think we should stop if we get to that point. <laughs> that's what we're filling our time um, with. One thing we have been filling our time with is a lot of gigs. A fuckload of gigs. We, so many gigs. Yeah. So I think oh, I worked head. out, I think we did probably between us, um, and you and me went to most of the same ones anyway, mm. but we probably did about like, it's like five gigs over the course of a week, maybe. Yeah. 10 days tops. It was intense. Yeah. yeah. It's been great. It's been so much fun. And I, I loved it. For us, I don't, I've not, I don't have any other gigs like a month at least. Six weeks, maybe, and I'm really happy about it. No, you're wrong. We've got Blue Oyster Cult this month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the conversation we had half an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so where do we begin? So, yeah, um, this one might be a bit of a music heavy one. Um, but so, sorry. Sorry. I'm so wrong. About, yeah, sorry. We have a great non music story about Mastodon, at least. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh f- there's lots of things we touched about. Okay, so. Okay. Let's start from the top. From the top. So the first gig we went to, and this all coincides, um, because on the same weekend, uh, Dan and I went to see Mastodon. Yeah. Again, for the gazillionth time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Lewis, you went to Butlins again. Yep. Giants we, of Rock. Yeah, we talked about this on, we, God, it's almost been like a year now since we talked about this, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, been, it's been over a year, which yeah. is crazy. When we were still recording from the sofa instead of sitting on the chairs yes mm. brilliant <laughs> yes yeah so you went to giants of rocket butlins last year and you went again this year yep and it was last fantastic. year sounded fucking mental you were just explaining the whole this the idea of the festival yeah the clientele the general atmosphere Wonderful. like did you feel like you were still surprised this year or was it like you were ready for it did it uh, out weird last year no so to, if, if you guys haven't heard the episode in which we spoke about it it's basically a big festival at butlins of like super classic rock bands yeah um, there's some newcomers as well um, who I would like to shout out a couple because they're really really good cool. but awesome. um, there's some newcomers most of it's super old bands and a lot of it is people that were in seminal bands mm. but those bands are either not going or the other members in a lot of cases like, are dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> they always have like the so and so experience don't they like the yes. snowy white experience or, yeah exactly because uh, you saw Slade last year didn't you I yes think. that was last year and you year. were amazed at like how rocking so, they were the Slade of this year... <laughs> Amazing. ...were The Sweet. Oh, but they were awesome, weren't they? They were absolutely one of the biggest highlights of the whole thing. Oh, it, they I were don't so, think I know The Sweet. They did Boring Blitz. Okay, I know that song, yeah. yeah. Man in the Back. They did everyone attack. Wigwam Bam. No. Uh, they did Little Willie. <laughs> now, fun fact, those two songs that I just mentioned were covered by... <laughs> 
a favourite artist of ours. Okay. Black Lace. Amazing. Oh. Of course they were. <laughs> I remember my dad telling me that when Ballroom Blitz came out, they banned it from a lot of like discos and stuff. Yes. Because obviously there's the bit where they, they say like, the man at the back shout everyone attack and <laughs> everyone in the disco would literally just run into each other. Like probably in a moshing, essentially. Yeah. And it just got very violent. Proto so so moshing. Yeah. I remember my dad telling me that. I was like, that's really funny. But they were amazing. Um, talking of white silk and Asian hair. <laughs> <laughs> cool, which is our new thing, apparently. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> it's one of the best quotes from Always Sunny ever, and I I've forgotten about it. The uh, the guitarist from the suite is he's got to be in his sixties, and he just looks like a guy that you'd find playing darts at your local pub. Yes, you I'm know, so into that. Except... I think I saw a picture of this guy. Yeah. Did your I think your girlfriend's mum tagged you in? A yeah. Yes. yes. Except he has a block fringe and hair down below his nipples. <laughs> and and it, he said it was real. And it is the fullest head of hair I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's just gleaming white. And I swear to God, I think it was real. You actually think it was real? I think it was real. Huh. I think it would be weirder for him to put a wig on of that. Because who's, who's he trying to convince exactly. at that age, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. But then there's no way that I could ever imagine well, going, could going, way? going down Asda and seeing some old man <laughs> look like that. <laughs> One, you don't spend enough time in Asda. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go Asda after dark. That's the way forward. That's my favourite Channel 4 series. Yeah, have Amazing. you not experienced Asda nights? <laughs> <laughs> Lost supernatural stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the frozen foods are. The private yeah. detective operating from the Asda. Um, but no, they, they were so much fun mm. their fucking harmonies were unbelievable they were one of the tightest bands there so they had a lot of time to practice dude they were so good they were so so good because um, I think it's Brian Connolly uh, was the original singer <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, no one's triggered <laughs> <laughs> not, not who you're thinking <laughs> too late what do you mean <laughs> Can I just drop Brian Connolly in there and then oh, just pretend he thinks okay? Look, look to that Photoshop in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean the, the, um, the star of Equilibrium starring Christian Bale? So we're thinking of Brian Connolly. Oh, okay. Brian yeah. Connolly is the guy from... Pause uh, a second. We have to interrupt this for yes. some breaking news. Um, we'll get back to Brian Connolly in a minute. It's yeah. a puppet. This yeah. is like an ongoing thing. Okay, so <laughs> this was meant to be a surprise and a treat... So at the moment, because um, it's Valentine's Day and Lewis, who he's mentioned his girlfriend before, uh, fucking hero of a human being, uh, Kizzy, she is working away at the moment. And so what she did as like a treat, a surprise, she messaged me today at work and said, James, what's your address? I want to send you guys some pizza and some sides and it's going to be in a heart shape. And it's going to be like a Valentine's gift for you guys. It's very sweet. Which is amazing. And so I sent her <laughs> my full address and postcode. And she's been updating me over the evening saying, when are you guys home? Let me know when to oh, order. I, I say it to arrive for about eight o'clock. I spoke to her today. Yeah. And said, I was like, don't worry, because I'd rather... I didn't realize that she was going to get it for all of us. I thought it's going to be like an individual pizza for me. And I said, well, I'd rather us get one together when you're back because I'm not fussed about Valentine's Day. So I thought she bailed on the idea until I received a series of calls from Leeds. Yeah. So <laughs> trying to keep up the surprise, which has failed miserably at this point, 
I grabbed Lewis's phone and I went outside thinking maybe he's outside and he just can't find the address. Like for some reason, my house, the door is brown and the number for the door is painted in brown. So it's hard to tell like, <laughs> what <laughs> number the house is. Move. Yeah. Um, and I put the phone the guy is like not in Bristol. He's got like a Northern accent and he gives me the address and it's like for a hotel. It is not in Bristol. But there's no, I won't say your road, but there's no version of that in Leeds. Yeah. He's saying he's in Leeds. No, it was my delivery man in Coventry. Have you got food? Because I've paid... Okay, I'm getting updates. Oh, it goes no. along. So... So <laughs> I, I said to him, like, hey, no, I don't know what's happening, but I explained, like, this was meant to be a surprise as a gift. What um, We're hanging out and, like, we're in Bristol. And this is my address. And he went... So she got her food. We need to make sure. Yeah. And he was... I was like... I don't know, man. Um, we, uh, like, we're in Bristol. Like, he's like, oh, mate, by the time I deliver it, it's going to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> Banter. Very good. I like, Very good. I said, don't worry about it, man. By the way, I'm really sorry. This isn't a prank. <laughs> like, when, like, this is genuinely like an attempt to do something nice. But she just said it's her food for Coventry, that cool. Okay. Oh. Okay, that may really ruin surprise. The plot thickens. Because there might be another pizza on the way. <laughs> We'll keep you updated throughout the episode. So, so as that was happening, when I picked up the phone to this guy, uh, he said, hello, your food's here? And I said, nah, mate. And I was uh, maybe like not as friendly as possible. You I've, got the wrong number. I've had quite a lot of missed calls from Wait, Leeds over the last Now I'm really worried that I might just have actually sent oh, their food away. <laughs> Can you call him back? Didn't you say what he was that? in Leeds? Well, the number was in Leeds and he had like a northern accent. Leeds is not yeah, they they transfer the deliveries through, through Leeds. So <laughs> you need to call them back, I think, or Kizzy does. Yeah. Sorry. So we thought you'd just give you a quick update. Um, there might just be wait. Oh. The door just went. Hang on a minute. <laughs> we'll keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> so Jim's now opening the door to the living room. Oh uh, yeah. You got okay. Me. Right. I hope you like your surprise, Lewis. Um, <laughs> thank you, Lewis's girlfriend. Uh, Thanks, Kiz. This is very, very kind of you. Oh, what's yeah! that? Whoa! my favourite Papa John's shout out endorse us as, as he maybe don't yeah, <laughs> and as we know we've, well we've discussed Papa John's in detail we'll say the, the n-word a lot more yeah. <laughs> nothing we won't do for money oh, God. I think we've got to pause for a second yeah, this that's is fine so Brian Connolly of the suite is dead. are we just skipping what happened yeah okay cool <laughs> The pizza arrived. The pizza. <laughs> Lewis has forgotten that we recorded a whole bit about us talking about the pizza. Yeah. Okay. So, right. Just an update on... I was going to say Pizzagate. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 Segment, segment, segment cancelled. Especially not with those um, chocolate eggs. So it turns out the phone call we got was actually... It, oh, no. Was in Coventry. And Kizzy was ordering food on delivery in Coventry where she's working away. And that Papa John's was still on its way. So I was telling the guy in Coventry who was delivering food, nah, mate, nah, it's a mixer. We're in Bristol. Don't worry about it. Go home. It's over. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Throw that food in the bin. Fucking sling your hook. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then we, 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 I come back in to say, oh, guys, this is really funny. Like, it's a bit of a mess up, but this is going to make great podcast content. And we sit down, start talking about what's happened. <laughs> And then there's a knock at the door. 
And it's Papa fucking John's, Himself. our favourite racist pizza man. Yeah. yeah. I won't repeat what he said, but he gave us the pizza. <laughs> Honestly, it's like he was in Django Unchained. <laughs> well, I think the pizzas was a nice idea. <laughs> yeah, you saw we were recording, it's like, you have my pizza, now you have my curiosity. <laughs> so... Thank you, um, thank you very much. Happy Valentine's Day to also, my girlfriend. Papa John's is pretty good pizza. Never had it before. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Good. Lovely crust, I would say. It's one. It's The base is great. It's all made 100% fresh. Also, I really need to stress <laughs> that we are, not, yeah. we are not on the payroll for Papa John's. Despite this being our second episode discussing Papa John's. <laughs> yeah. God, we talk about so much fast food. Like, we are probably, yeah. We're all in fairly decent shape. You should probably, like... We, now, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in good shape. Trust us. For a podcast called Slow We Rock, we talk about fast food a lot. Yeah. Anyway, right. Butlins, cool. Butlins, great. So, the sweet were fantastic. Cool. Uh, I have one question, like, actually, most importantly. Um, Skid Row. How were uh, they? Because, obviously, you're a huge Skid Row fan, yep. but Sebastian Bach is a huge part of what makes that band, yep. and he wants nothing to do with them anymore. And they've also got... He, no, he wants everything to do with them. Oh, okay. They all hate They just don't want... Yeah. Okay, right. Um, so, but also, it was um, ZP Thart yeah. from Dragon Force, who I know are a band that you're not mad keen on. But Sing he's got highs. Them. He can do highs. Okay. Because the guy they had before was Johnny Solinger, who could only do some kind of like awful, kind of punky, low... Yeah, How do you sing for Skid Row and not do the high notes? Exactly. That's beyond me. That's well, they did... They, if I would recommend listening to a song called I Remember You Too. <laughs> Yeah, what? that's <laughs> the one with the high notes. They yeah, made a sequel the... to "I Remember You." Yeah, well, you say sequel; it's the same song, but wait, wait, rocks up it. how. Oh, how, yeah. wait, is it like is it like "Shout at the Devil" '97? Way worse. That we, oh, oh my god! Because I love "I Remember You." I think it's yep. amazing. So for me, how um, deep is this guy's voice? He's like, he's like "Remember yesterday." It's like eighteen and over. Ricky was a young boy. Bang bang, shoot him up. I think when he saw he did the song called Slaves of a Grind, he thought he was joining a grindcore band. <laughs> yeah. but, um, You've gone wild. <laughs> so, uh, Skid Row, Sorry. I would say you're in my top 10 bands of all time. He's mm. like one of my... F- I grew up listening to them. I think Slave to the Grind and the first record were probably two of my most played albums ever. Mm. Yeah. Literally shaped my... Like, this is the soundtrack to my teenage years, for sure. So when they came out, and I wasn't expecting this, I was right at the front. I was so excited. Were you were expecting me at the front. No, no, no. I was, I was like fully glammed up as well. My hair was yeah, huge. The photos look great. Yeah, uh, I was straight at the front, ready to go for it. Drinking water, believe it or not. No, I don't. Being, <laughs> being a not. good boy, and I, I got a little bit emotional when they came on and started playing. Uh, I bet. Genuinely, yeah. wow. I could, and I wasn't expecting it at all. But I saw. Um, Scotty Hill was right in front of me, one of the guitarists. Mm. Uh, Snake Sabo was on the other side. And as soon as it's I not just... real names. <laughs> well, I know, definitely not. Okay. Um, and just I was, it's all of a sudden, I was like, I'm seeing fucking like two of my favorite guitar people. Yeah. Like, this duo is just so good together. They sounded fantastic. ZP Thart, eh. Yeah. Sadly, he was, he was good, mm. but he didn't have... The best thing that, about Sebastian Bach is that he can go from low to insanely high. Yeah, like his in, range is... In one move. Yeah. The reason why people still care about Sebastian Bach 25 years after he left the he's band... He's one of the best voices. Because he's one of the best voices. No, like, yeah. Unreal. I think 
Um, he's every bit as good as Axel. Yeah, I would agree. I think. Yes. Yeah. Axel's maintained it though. Yes. Yeah. Baz hasn't. And quite. also, Axel's got the like the range of like songwriting as well. So he yeah. can. He's got a better vehicle for his range because yeah. he can do his piano ballads and do the rocking song as well. Sebastian Bach's always been like a rocker. Yeah. But um, um, but I think yeah he's got an amazing voice. But they honestly they were so so good. Um, but Zabe thought he can do the kind of bit of mids and the real highs. Yeah. He can't get from the mid to the high, which is the biggest part of Sebastian Park yeah. singing. Because with um, Dragon Force, you'd have like five minutes of solos to prepare. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can get a good breath in. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Um, there was a young band that I recommended to you just coming through at the minute. They yeah. won a stage before, which managed, like, meant that they mm. could play for the main stage this one. Okay. Uh, they were called Etherfields. Interesting. And they were literally, they came on long hair um long check shirts jeans with rips in it yeah guitars down low look like the grungiest kids yeah. ever they couldn't have been any older than 17 18 and they sounded like everything from grunge they were like pearl jam with alice and chains harmonies nice. a combination of all of them uh, it sounded great you sent awesome, me via youtube they? yeah no really really impressive especially that young as yeah. well and i can't recommend enough ether fields and it wasn't derivative in a way that that of a uh, that band who aren't Led Zeppelin, but clearly Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, Greta Van yeah. Fleet sound like Grammy Award winning Greta Van Fleet. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I, if anyone listening to this, please check them out if you like that kind of stuff because they will tick all the boxes for you. What was that I, name again? Etherfields. Etherfields. I, I absolutely love my grunge. Like, you absolutely dig- love it. It's, so, it's yeah. all the best bits of it, Doesn't except it. they are insanely, horrifically young. I think the drummer was like 15 uh. and he was ridiculously good it's not fair is like, it? it's not fair <laughs> i feel like um we've been robbed of the grunge, grunge revival i feel like that genre of music hasn't quite come back around again i think i think it will i think there's a lot of bands that i blame of... puddle of mud <laughs> yeah i think that's the thing like you had the second wave of like nickelbacks and puddle of muds and stains yeah. and i went oh was grunge ever good no it was awesome i think yeah. i think it's starting to come through and i really think these guys are going to make waves mm. um another band as well that i would love to shout out uh vega Mm. So this is my old guitar teacher from school who was in <laughs> Pordiano's band. Okay. I spoke nice. about Marcus. Yeah. One of the, still one of the best guitarists I've ever seen in my life. He is unbelievable and he's the nicest dude in the world. Um they do the kind of AOR slightly eighties. The the records didn't really do him justice. They're not mm. quite as heavier as they sound live. Yeah. They were insane. Nice. They were That's so awesome. and they had they came on, they had proper balls as well. The front man was really kind of playing it up swagger and yeah yeah i feel like that's a festival where you're just gonna see consistently great musicianship yeah we, the board. S- we saw um elliot allen from um steely dan oh <laughs> yeah nice um he was insane but you may, may have heard of them from the last episode <laughs> we met eric bell from thin lizzy nice uh we saw brian downey from thin lizzy who was one of the highlights and what about brian connor <laughs> Did Limehouse <laughs> Lizzie play again? Uh, no. Because I know they played last year, didn't they? But uh, Limehouse, you, you've seen them. They're yeah, amazing. they're amazing. They're incredible. So Brian Downey's Alive and Dangerous. Mm. Better. Wow, that's awesome. Even better. And I genuinely think it's because of the drums. Do you remember when we did um, Alive and Dangerous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all said that there's something so subtle about how that drummer plays. Yeah. yeah he's amazing. so good. There's so much to it. And he's just holding the whole thing together. It was evident seeing that live. 
that to get it perfect, you need that guy. Limehouse <laughs> Lizzie are actually playing the Fleece very soon, so we should probably go. We'll go and have a great time. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, bands that sound like Finn Lizzie, yes. on the Saturday... Nailed it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, on the Saturday oh. while you were there, we went to see Mastodon for the... 500 times yeah <laughs> yeah in double I've, figures now I've, yeah i've <laughs> lost count yeah. the amount of times i've seen them um yeah so mastodon uh my top three bands of all time played um the o2 academy in bristol uh that same saturday uh supported by cabell attack oh so good yeah mm. so good and mutoid man who are just kind of making waves off the back of the last album um it was fucking hell what a show yeah it was incredible like, one of my favourite gigs I've been to, I think. Yeah, we've just been spoilt with the amount of great fact, gigs. I've been, been to two of my favourite gigs of all time, probably, in the last week or two. So. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, one thing that I'm just going to say, pissed me off. Uh, the gig was sold out. I can bleep that. Yeah. <laughs> the gig was sold out. Like, what? Like, how much the Academy fit? Like, 1,200 people? 1,400. 1,400 no. people, right? 1,400 people. And they still didn't open the doors until, like, 25 minutes before the first band were on. Yep. And so my beef with the academy, um, I don't know what the other academies like around the UK. I've been mm. to a few, but I can't mm. remember too yeah. much. But the Bristol Academy sort their shit out because it used to be twelve hundred capacity, mm. and they've recently upped it to fourteen hundred. And I don't know if you guys feel like it, but there are way too many yep. people in there's there. There's not an extra two hundred people, you know. No. Yeah, room for like all these. It's, it's, I hate gigs there. Now. They they extended the back bit of the ground floor a little bit by yeah. the bar that's been they removed some like some of the tables or something like that from there right okay that's literally i think they've crammed 200 people in based on that yeah, yeah. It, it's rubbish it's, it's too it's too crowded now yeah but um so we got there and it was like a real miserable rainy day as well so the queue went right around the block yeah uh double back on itself and so everyone's standing there in the rain waiting to get in and loads of people want to get there to see mutoid man um right because they'd played arc tangent i think fairly recently okay which is a local metal festival uh so everyone in the area knew them was really looking forward to them by the time we got in and managed to check our coats in as well uh which you just want to get like i'm not precious about that kind of thing but like it was also soaking wet so i just wanted to get it off but like it was um weird they had like one song left. Yeah, we caught one song. We caught one song. And we queued up really? fairly early to get Yeah, them. we got yeah. there early and like we were all really looking forward to seeing them. Um, and like... Why? Why? What's the point of that? I know. I it must yeah, have been at least half the venue didn't get to see because them. But we're queuing to get in Because ultimately time. as well, like as soon as, people, as soon as you're in there, you're basically trapped. You're spending money on alcohol in there. There is yeah, no, exactly. in, yeah, yeah, there yeah, is no incentive not to let you in slightly earlier. Uh, and also a couple of weeks later, we went to a gig at the Marble Factory, which is... Yep. And or mo- uh, motion mole factory, whatever you want to call it, and they start letting people in a full, I think maybe hour Great. before even <clears throat> me, the first band starts. Yeah. Plus, brilliant. Um, so you have time to actually get there, make sure you're in to see the band stuff like that. So that was really disappointing to actually miss Mutoid Band because I was I really wanted to check them out properly. Mm. Um, Cavell Attack though were a absute revelation they were amazing I saw them supporting they're Met- so good I, I've listened to them before I saw them supporting Metallica um, on my on my 30th in fact yeah it's like my birthday treat amazing. to myself and it was really good uh, but like you go to see Metallica everyone's there to see Metallica right for the most part mm. I think I think this summer will be an exception because yeah, Ghost yeah, yeah. yeah but like Cavell Attack are not like a household name like Ghost are within metal mm. yeah uh, Ghost are like festival headliners Cavell Attack are not there yet. They could be one day. Yeah. But they're not there yet. 
but they changed frontman recently, and like their frontman was a oh, huge really? part of man. He was like, he'd, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd love walk, this new frontman. He would walk around like the old frontman, walk around shirtless. He'd have like a mask. It was like a sheep skull, or something like that, waving like the flag. It was great. So the guy who they replaced him with looks like he would play Axl Rose in a Guns N' Roses <gasps> biopic. Yeah, cool. and he stage died and crowd surfed. I would say every single song, nearly every song, maybe one song he didn't stage dive or. Yeah, but he kept the microphone when he was uh, going around the crowd, and right. he still sounded great. Yeah, it was amazing. Cover Attack Sound, it's a mix of like punk, classic, like old school metal, like Motorhead and stuff like that. Yeah. With like a little bit of black metal thrown in as well. Bits of clutch and bits of. And bits of kind of like Baroness and that. Yeah. Yeah, that warm, fuzzy kind of sound. That's what lo fi sounds. Yes, lo fi. Uh, But very melodic and very. Like, I would say if if they didn't insist on singing in Norwegian, I would say they probably could be like one of the bigger bands in metal. If like. They should sing and have it. We should, of course, they should sing in Norwegian. They're not a Norwegian band. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, stop us in Yeah, them, it? Sing, yeah. obviously, just singing English just opens you up to the world, effectively. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact they sing in Norwegian. It feels like a more of a kind of fuck you kind of thing. It's more, uh, it's more cult. Yeah, the K and a V. Apparently, yeah. their name yeah. is Norwegian for stranglehold, which we found out because the drummer from Mastodon told us at the end of a gig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, that's good of him yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah he does like a little he does like a little tight five of comedy at the end of the show honestly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time yeah yeah but um, he's really good at it as well. now you should probably explain this bit because something happened that was so perfect so one of the things we saw in the crowd was because he was so so like just crazy front man like down in the pit constantly like thrashing with the crowd uh, crowd surfing crowd- well, he crossed over a massive Norwegian flag at one point yeah as well. yeah um, but at one point like, awesome. you know in the academy they do the infamous two pinters yes Right, so someone hands in one of those. As we, we may have mentioned we before. We may have mentioned, yeah. Someone hands in one of those, thinking he's going to like take a drink from it, and he grabs it, and he just pours the entire thing over his head. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. <laughs> but then, Nelms and I kind of clocked him. Uh, someone in the crowd. Yeah, you try to explain what it. What about kid? Yeah. So, uh, there was a... <laughs> So there was a, there were basically, there were, uh, whenever you're at the academy, there's always, somehow, even if there's no room in front of you, there's always people pushing past you to get in front of you. Yeah. And in this case, it was this uh, teenage kid, probably 17, 18, maybe very early 20s at the absolute most. Um, but he looked very young. Yeah. And he had two two-pointers in his hand. And he's pushing past and he was spilling beer everywhere. And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry. He's pushing past to get through and his mates were with him. And then this is during Cavell attack. And then before we end it, mind you, Cavella Tap was a support band, so maybe seven songs, I think. Okay. Yeah, seven, okay. right? Yeah. I mean, this is like maybe two songs in. Uh, before we end of Cavella Tax. So we see this kid, he's pushing past everyone, he's annoying everyone because he's spilling beer everywhere. Because I think he was taking a two-pinter to give to the front man yeah. to like pour over himself and do something cool with it. Oh, oh I think he just was... Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> Forward planning. Well, I don't think he was doing that because then... Because he did it afterwards. So and, I, it, and he yeah. literally, it was immediately, it was a song after he had poured oh, the beer over his head. He went shoving by this... Oh, yeah, he's then, like holding it up in the air. Like, oh my god! And then oh. before the end of the set, we saw his mates carrying him back through the uh, crowd because he passed out from drinking. <laughs> <laughs> within the same set, within five songs, and he came. It was it was a comical timing. He came past us the same way he came in, and his mates were apologising and looking a bit annoyed. They were basically carrying him back through from the alcohol he'd been drinking. Uh, it was perfect. It was fucking brilliant. Oh, it was wonderful. so funny. Yeah. Everyone check out Cabal Attack, especially if you can see them live. Check Cabal Attack. Like the way I describe them is like they are. When you see them live, they're going to be your new favorite band. They are so good, mm-hmm. nice. so good. Um, Mastodon were absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, so 
we won't talk about it too much. We've got a few more gigs to talk about. We've already been going for quite a, a couple. While. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Mastodon, um, big influence on Mastodon is a band called Neurosis. They started, I guess, in the nineties. They are like a slow, heavy, sludgy band. Like yeah. if you know Mastodon, very intense. Yeah. Who? I mean, not everyone's gonna know them. I don't even know how to start describing their sound. But like a big element of the sound is like a kind of um, sludgy, very heavy gruff kind of element to it yeah and a big part of that comes from this band called neurosis and so on pretty much every album apart from the first album they have here the front man for neurosis a guy called scott kelly do a guest vocal spot i did not know that yeah Mm -hmm. it's on every single album apart from the first one yeah okay cool Uh, or second it depends if you want to hear and order them they order they order albums a little bit weird but um basically from leviathan onwards he's had a duet with them on every single record uh, and they always kind of talked about doing a tour where he could come and do all the songs, but it's never happened. But they finally got it to happen on this European tour. And this has been, you know, the best part of, um, I guess it's what, 2004 onwards. So mm. we're looking at 15 years in the making for this to yeah. actually happen. And it's probably uh, 20 years since they've been going. Yeah, precisely. So um, they did like a set of like real deep cuts as well. Like a lot of their heaviest material. They opened with Iron Tusk. I was into, loving it. Then into March of the Fire Ants. Yeah. Wow. And then into uh, Mother Puncher, I think. So they started with the earlier, older, heavier stuff, which you don't play as much these days. They're really going for it. And like, it, God, it was one of those reminders of why like, I love that band, yep. honestly. Because... Uh, but anyway, so then they come out towards the end and do a full set of this stuff with Scott Kelly. So like, like eight songs, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. So uh, "Crack the Sky," which he does vocals on. "Crystal Skull," he does vocals on. Um, a couple of uh, songs from the back end of the last couple uh, of Diamond... albums. "Diamond in the Witch House" is like yeah. God. I, that song is so heavy. Um, he did Neil Fallon's parts, and for, they uh, ended Blood with and "Blood and Thunder." Cool. And he did Neil Fallon from Clutch's part, which is on the "Split Your Lungs with Blood and Thunder" bit, which. Again, one of the most iconic lines in probably cool. like lyrics of modern metal. The crowd went absolutely insane. Um, but it was just a reminder of why I love that band. Um, they all they ne- they never not they they never failed to impress me. Yeah, they in del- some way they deliver. Yeah, they're it's, never boring. They're never. And also, I think it's because they're all such good musicians. Yep, I would yeah. say so. I mean, the fact they all sing as well is always yeah fascinating yep. to me yeah. as well. They yeah, got ev- the Eagles thing. Everyone, everyone, yeah, 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 everyone, absolutely. Everyone in that band is a singer to yep. some extent uh everyone in that band is a songwriter yes. to some extent as well um yeah absolutely amazing so because <laughs> i and it was fun watching them on stage as well uh at one point they did a song called uh toe to toes which is just like a bit of an obscure one off an ep they released the other year oh, and okay. uh basically uh the guitarist um i think it's uh, i can't it's brett or brent or Br- it's, it's not Brent. Brent. it's brent yeah brent <laughs> He sings uh, and does most of the vocals and all the solos in that song. And he just absolutely nailed it. Like his vocals are a little bit hit and miss live sometimes because he's quite, quite a nasally voice. Mm. But he absolutely nailed the song. And Troy, the bassist and front man. It's Brent, <laughs> like the TV character, only <laughs> spelt different. <laughs> <laughs> um, Troy just looks over him, smiles, nods, and then points at him like absolutely amazed. <laughs> and it was just, but like it was amazing watching these guys who played together for 20 years still yeah. like impress each other insane. still surprise each still other still excited about the music still excited you know? about making music together like they didn't play their because obviously their biggest hit recently is um, Show, Show Yourself, Yourself yeah. and they didn't play that and it wasn't you didn't miss it you know it was yeah. um, didn't, cool. 
Didn't miss um, like they didn't play Motherload, like probably one of the other bigger hits. Um, like, Go to's probably they didn't play Black Tongue. They didn't, didn't play, play Divinations. Didn't play Oblivion. Like they missed off all the songs they did the videos for all the big hits. Songs that should be like nominated for and won like yeah. a couple of Grammy awards. Like they're good enough where you don't notice. I think. Like, yeah, they're so consistent throughout the. Uh, it was uh, material. absolutely incredible. So again, like, and I think a lot of people were slightly put off by. The ticket was a bit more expensive after all the fees than normally. Yeah. But then as soon as I factor in two amazing that support is, no, bands. That's a great bill. And Scott Kelly as well for like a once. Like it justified itself. No, I may never end up being able to line up Scott Kelly being able to tour with them yeah. again, you mm. know? No, that's that's a huge, huge bill. I'd, if I wasn't at Butlins, I'd have been there. I'm glad, no, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Um, also, We have so many more gigs to talk we do, about. We do. Really quickly, I forgot one thing about Butlins that I do need to tell you. Get out. Show you very, it's very a holiday quickly. camp. <laughs> Very quickly, there was um, a Bon Jovi tribute band there. Yeah, tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing the Fleece soon, actually. What was their name? The Bon Jovi Experience. Okay, mm, okay. Say, usually experience. I'm your man. Um, <laughs> they were. I'm your man. <laughs> I was so wasted. Me and Kiz were hammered for we this. We saw the video. I would not. Oh wait, yeah. you said there's video diaries. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but the guys from uh, the Bon Jovi Experience all look like villains from Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just non Look at the drummer. <laughs> Doc Ock and his octopi. They, yeah. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Right, more Next gigs. Gig. Here we go. The week after, we were in Wales. The Valleys. Cumbri. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I, I almost forgot this gig as well. Yeah. Because of all the others. We yeah. also missed out a gig. <laughs> We, yeah, there was also Cancer Bats, cancer in the middle, bats right? on the Monday. Oh, God. Okay, cool. So we didn't see Cancer Bats. Yeah. Cancer Bats are amazing. Canadian hardcore crossover punks. They are the most fun band. I've never seen them before. I've always missed them, unfortunately. Really? Mm. I know. I've always, I've been into them since like the second album. Yep. Hail Destroyer. Hail Destroyer. Yeah. But yeah, I just, that, was, that was when they just blew off. Yeah, yes. but I just yeah. never. Blew, blew off. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they farted all over you. Guys. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> wow, you guys are really blowing off. And <laughs> Uh, right I just want to say I they were fucking incredible incredible cool. I, uh, yeah. so much fun uh, really amazing like the guitarist is something else awesome. frontman's really funny he's really good at improvising Liam is yeah. like he lets people stage die but he also makes fun of them for doing it and he's, he's the nicest friendliest dude ever yeah. and I missed yeah, it is, but apparently yeah. they played in October on Halloween uh, last year and he had a pumpkin on his head for the entire set <laughs> Uh, to the point where everyone was chanting pumpkin at him. And then he started telling a story about how he lost his virginity to... Um, um, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Siamese Dream. Siamese Dream. Great uh, record. Great but yeah, record. apparently he did the whole... He hurt his back the next day, but he did the whole set with a pumpkin on his head. The most fun <laughs> band, honestly, I've seen in a long yeah. time. They're just really good, really good, aggressive, fun... Sort yes. Of hardcore punk sort of yeah. metal. Yeah. It's, it's fun hardcore. Yes. yes. Like the people there aren't there to just spin kick no everyone's looking out for each other yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's old school metal mentality where you can go and smash the shit out of each other but with your arm around but in a safe yeah. way you, know yeah. I mean? you don't want to hurt anybody when you're um, you know, running yeah, into there's, them. there's no there's no pretense no posing as well like i think with a lot of hardcore i find it's like the scene is a bit too cool for score yeah uh, don't come to a gig if you don't want to get your teeth kicked yeah. out. oh well, yeah. their new album is absolutely dynamite yes. i think it's terrific it's great they dropped it's it really, on 420 really as well so i got a lot of respect for <laughs> i don't think they've done a bad album no they're all very good yeah songs, I, I think I very think, good to work out to as well because it's I, just very big i think aggressive some riffs. some um click more than others yep. for me 
Yeah. Uh, like I run hot and cold because they, you know, cancer bats, you know what you're getting. Yep. But when I'm in the mood for it, it is everything I want. Yep. And I hadn't seen them in about five years, so I was so ready to go and see them. Were you there with me when when he did the gig in our band t-shirt? Yes. That was awesome. Yeah. That yeah, must have yeah. been such a cool feeling. That was the coolest I didn't know about thing. That. That's yeah. awesome. Um, they all came out and I just walked walk past. I think it was you actually that tapped me. You're like, have you seen what he's wearing? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Comes up on stage wearing our t-shirt for the whole game. That's so cool. That's like killer. They oh. are a great, great band. That was yeah. also a great t-shirt. Thanks. Oh, the shade yeah. of blue on it was really good. That's, it was that made blue. it. Yeah, we yeah, also yeah, had yeah. a fill-in drummer because I've met your drummers on maternity uh, at the moment. Okay. I'm giving his wife just a baby. So I, I can't remember who he was, but he was a Belgian drummer and he absolutely nailed it. Cool. Because yeah. he didn't have long to learn the set apparently mm. for their tour. Cool. Um, but yeah, your next gig, because I completely forgot we even had this one yeah. out of the list. Yeah. I just want to say, embarrassingly, <laughs> once when Council Bats played Bristol, they went to... Uh, this is a different Council Bats story. Um, uh, I've, oh, see, I've, yeah. seen, I've seen them hammered a lot of times. I'm not going to tell the first story because it's not really fair on those guys. This one is m- more bad for me. Uh, they played Bristol <laughs> once, I got absolutely hammered because they are a band you feel like you want to party to when you listen yes. to them. So I got yeah. hammered. And they all went and hung out at the Hatchet afterwards. Uh, which is like for anyone who's not a Bristol uh, listener, it's a staple. It's like a staple of the rock scene. A very, yeah. very iconic Bristol pub in that respect. So they were all there just hanging out, and I don't think they really drink as well. Like Liam, the frontman, doesn't drink. He's straight edge. Yeah. Um, but they have that Andrew WK kind of, and he looks a bit like Andrew. Yeah. That's a really good way of describing the energy. Is yes. Andrew WK. Yes. yes. Yeah. So anyway, I, I I stumble into the hatchet, battered, and I see the band. I see the guitarist. And he's chatting to a couple of a uh, couple of women, and I cast them up to him like, oh, I'm going to talk to this man. And Cancerbats from Canada, and I was like at the time on like a real Bret Hart the wrestler kick. He's a Canadian wrestler, like a very famous Canadian wrestler. And I was like, dude, what do you think of Bret Hart, man? I love Bret Hart. Is he like a Canadian hero for you, man? Do you like Bret Hart? And he looks at me, he goes. I couldn't give a shit about Bret Hart. <laughs> I went, what? I looked at him and I went, have a good night, man. <laughs> and like stumbled <laughs> off again. Um, I don't think he's Canadian. How do you not like Bret Hart? Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably hates Wayne Gretzky as well. <laughs> right. Ooh, careful. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Then fighting words. But yeah, cancer, uh, one, I apologize, Cancer Bats. I feel that's maybe revenge for a story I'm not going to tell yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, next gig. Next gig. I've forgotten about, but we've, we've, oh my God. we've got to blast through these Shit, as well. okay, because we may have to do a separate episode for a couple of these gigs. Then we went to Cardiff, right? You, you, you take this one. How do you get there? <laughs> <laughs> we tell, ran. Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so, we, so we went to Cardiff uh, to see one of our favourite bands of all time. Parkway Drive. <laughs> you set him up for that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I, knew, I knew what he was yeah. going. Uh, we went to see Parkway Drive, supported by Kill Switch Engage and Violet is Murder, who we missed because we were drinking. Yes. Um, you but, said, yeah, and it was lads. Like, yeah, you say supported by. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's basically a double headline at all. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we yeah Parkway Drive and Kill Switch Engage. Um, I had not seen Kill Switch Engage in a while. Uh, Can I just do a, a quick thing? Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ban. Too much Parkway chats. I think we've covered them. Yeah, in depth yeah we before. have. Yeah. I just want to get them out of the way real quick first and that just was... say that one, it's one of the best stage productions yes. I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, really? It made the show. Yeah. And the sound. Was it Motorpoint, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Which okay. is a great. Anyway. I love that venue. Shout out to Motorpoint. Oh. And I said this to the staff there. Genuinely, the most nice, welcoming staff 
I've ever met. Yeah, I've always had a music good experience venue. there for the most part, apart um, from the bar queuing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone there was absolutely lovely. And afterwards, I said, I think I was again a little bit drunk. I said, like, you guys were fantastic, so accommodating. And they were like, oh, our supervisor's right there if you want to say something. And he was like, dude, thank you very much. Like, but Perfect. South Wales. South Wales, yeah. literally um, my favourite people in the world. Yeah, like the um, all of the stuff behind the bar, uh, cloakroom, all that amazing. The security as well, which understandably security can be a little bit aggressive because you've got a lot of drunken dickheads yeah. to deal with, especially a metal show as well. Yep. But everyone there, amazing. So shout out to Motorpoint Arena because you guys are fucking lovely. So, um, but Parkway Stage Show, incredible, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I can see why they're doing their kind of slower, bigger sound songs. Mm. It fitted the venue. Mm. We talked about this with a sevenfold. You play, you write for the venue you play, right? Yeah. And that's what they, they are in, they're in Except arena rock I think, band. Like, no. I do think that they are writing for the venue they play in idea and not quality. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Uh, but either way, their sound was. They're a band on the rise, aren't they? So yeah. their, sa- their sound was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Yeah. The stage show was on it like breathtaking. The, the, yeah, my flatmate was telling me some about the stage show. Like, they have a big entrance with like candles and yeah, they came yeah, out with like they came out like a torches. Of, yeah, with torches. Instead of coming oh, out on the stage, they came out from the back of the arena mm. and they were led. They were all wearing these like Viking type fur cloaks and they had torches and they walked through the crowd. While one of their songs was playing, then they came on stage, and the stage didn't look. It was almost like a kind of um, talking heads thing. You know how, like, yeah. during the live show, the stage builds yeah, up. Build it was up, like that. Up, yeah. So you, it didn't look too That's impressive. Really good, really good knowledge. Yeah. yeah, and they, it doesn't look like it's too much at first. Then before you know it, they're on these platforms rising up and down, <laughs> and there's all of these like uh, there's, that like, sounds there's rad. fire everywhere. And then all of a sudden, during one of their like slower songs with a bit more like production on it. There's these four celloists on these like pillars. Yeah, yeah, for real. Okay, I, mean, I, I gotta say, mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Mm. I actually think their stage show was a bit more ambitious than when I saw Maiden there on their last run. Really? Yeah. It was, it was spectacular. No, that sounds awesome. I would. I, I was good. I had to leave early because we had to get the train. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd have gone to this one if. If I hadn't seen Killswitch in the last yeah. 12 months, mm. then I'd have been all it over this. worth it. I, I absolutely loved what Parkway did. Mm. The songs didn't, they weren't too interesting. And I think because they were playing a lot of slower stuff as well. Yeah. It, for me, I mean, if they can hold your attention though, even if you're not into yeah. the music that like, much, it, I think that's a good it, well, sign. Well, I mean, it was a Parkway set where we didn't play Sleepwalker and Dark Days. I wish they played Sleepwalker. And Sleepwalker's like the only one I know by the yeah. way. I, I, I wish <laughs> they played that. Dark Days is so good, yeah. that song as well. Yeah. They played Wild Eyes was probably the highlight for me. Mm. Like, that's just a cool song. But, but Kill Switch Engage. That's why we were there. Incredible, right? I. Isn't Jesse just the best frontman? I wanted to cry. Yep. Yeah, you, you said so, didn't you? Like, this is yeah. just the best. Because they set two songs in, they played End of Heartache. Yep. That's like, awesome. She, I, I think, two songs. I think most people who've listened to this, even if you're not big metal heads, if you like have any idea of any rock music, if you watched Krang in like mid-2000s, you would have heard you'd End of Heartache. You'd know it End of Heartache. Like everywhere. Yeah. If you've um, been to any... Rock alternative night, night yeah. any rock night, and yeah, you'll you'd have heard it for sure. And if you but haven't heard it, then you've been going to bad rock. Night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, if you haven't heard it, you'd have heard my curse, which they yeah. also played. But there was not one single word of uh, end of heart. Everyone wasn't singing along to. It was absolutely incredible. They have the crowd in the palm of their hand. I felt 
when yeah, that's all yeah. we've made. And, and Jesse as well, like, again, oh man, so his this, voice is so good. He's just got, was, he's like a fine fucking wine. He's got better of age. I believe this was the turning point for you, you said to me. Yes. Um, Did you always prefer Howard? Yeah, because I, because I still stand by this. I think End of Heartache is the best Kill Switch album. I do think cool. that. Um, and I still, it's, it's I, great. and I think Howard is still one of the best vocalists in metal, but like, Jesse showed so much range because he wasn't just doing, he wasn't just doing like, oh, end of hikes or Howard era songs in his own style, but he also wasn't mimicking Howard either. It was a weird mix. Like he, he was yeah. going deeper for the Howard stuff, but he still felt and sounded like Jesse. Yep. Yeah. And you can tell that he wants, he's not just doing them because he has to, because they're big hits that he wasn't part of. Yeah. I felt like you could tell he was actually so, singing them because he wanted to be involved with the music. When he came back to Kill Switch Engage, um, so for the for the listeners out there, he was their original singer. He did the first, well, first two albums. Yep. The first real album. Was, yeah, yeah. The Life Was Just Breathing. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. Which, major label debut, yeah. They That's the second best Kill Switch album. <laughs> <laughs> they exploded. They absolutely exploded off this. Changed the game completely. He left. He left during their first tour. Yeah. They got a guy in called Howard who had a big kind of operatic voice, like real, real pipes, real, a way more technical singer. Yeah. I would say if Jesse opened doors to them, then Howard paved the yes. path to where yeah, they absolutely. are. If this isn't like an... We 100%. Talk, we talk, we joke about this about Iron Maiden about how like say, basically never had a front man as good as Bruce. I think with Howard and Jesse, they had two front men who were equally good in their own rights. Mm-hmm. Completely whereas, different. Wh- yeah, completely yeah. different. Whereas whereas Howard has been consistently amazing, Jesse has grown so much over the years. Yeah. So when Jesse came... well, So Howard left a good few years ago now. Yeah. Um, and Jesse came back much to, I think, everyone's excitement. I thought they were done after Howard yeah. left. Yeah. And they, they came back with one of their best albums ever. Third, yeah, the third best Killswitch album. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's that? That's my number two. Dissemble Descent. I really like the new one, whatever that one is. Hey, really? Or the latest one, sorry. Hate uh, by Design one. I think it's a really good album. Well, that good. song is amazing. I think yeah. Hate by Design. Do they do that? Yeah, so he, did, did, yeah. he nails it. Strength, strength you can the, tell he really likes that one. Strength of the Mind as well. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so, God, so, so when, we need to do a Kill Switch episode because like, I have a lot to say about yeah, that I think set so. and also a few of their songs. But when, like, Jesse, especially compared to Howard, probably most metal singers, is very particular with his emotions and how they fit to a song. Mm. Jesse will not sing something if he doesn't feel it in a way that like he has to agree with the lyrics. Yeah. It has to emotionally stir something in him. He's one of my favorite people in rock at the moment. Which is why he did Holy Diver. But when Jesse came back, he picked all the Howard songs that he wanted to do. Yeah. Because he loved them, mm. not because he had to. And they also did a fair amount of Howard stuff and it wasn't just like yeah. the singles as well. Like, yeah. God, they've, they've literally... I love Killswitch. They're at the point now that they can just have a set of singles if they wanted yeah. to. Yeah. I'm going to read our Mastodon point where yeah. they could do that, but they also like to do exactly. you know, album cuts and stuff like that. They did uh, one of my favourite songs off the end of Heartache as well. Breathe Life. Mm. That was it. The, yeah. The riff, which is basically a rip off of Angel of Death. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, Breathe Life is one of my favourite covers. I did not expect them to do that because that's like an album cut. How how amazing was the energy in that room? Amazing, yeah. Like Th- those songs are anthems. Yeah, um, oh, it was. It's so good to hear. That. And also, they did the complete polar opposite of Parkway. Their stage show was nothing. Their stage nope. show was yep. five guys on Same stage. Same with uh, Maiden. I think when they, they had, just had like a flat. I'm going to post it on our on the Instagram page. I also took maybe my favorite gig photo I've ever taken. Uh, in that in that show. Oh, was that the? It's a photo of the band 
but like just the framing yeah. of it. Like it, I was pretty drunk when I was doing it. So I wasn't exactly <laughs> like going, it wasn't much, you know, I didn't really work on it, but I guess <laughs> I just captured the moment and it's just a really nice photo of them. So I'm really ha- hoping to share that on the Instagram. Um, that, that meant a lot to me. Jesse is a front man really is connected with me over the last like say year or so you guys one, have seen him before didn't you yeah, yeah. but one, I hadn't seen him before one of the things yeah. I love about him is how open he is uh, about his conversations with like mental health yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um, I just and that's, that's advocate that, for everything that, positive yep that, he's brilliant he's a good Instagram follow <laughs> yeah that is uh, that's that just resonated with me over the last um, last year or so so hearing him do a lot of the songs that I love and some of the new ones, like Strength of the Mind, and you realise, God, this is about, this is about, it's obvious it's about mental health issues and struggles and overcoming that stuff. And they, everything just clicked that night. I I cannot wait for a new album this year. I so cannot good. wait. Um, also, whilst we're on a uh, Valentine's Day ting, yeah. um, I got a shout out to, once again, my lovely girlfriend for just being absolutely amazing in the most confusing way possible as, as you may have heard with the pizza thing um i feel we made that confusing now I, I feel like i went up to the bathroom um at the gig and got a message from kids just saying don't not buy a t-shirt <laughs> so you do want i was like yeah. so i'll get one and luckily i managed to run into her but she'd bought me all of the kill switch t-shirts oh because oh, i saw you i thought you had a few yeah. yeah i saw you on the monday wearing one but i don't remember you buying one at the gig no. She's and their more, merch uh, is sick at the moment. It's so good. And also, and a big shout to my other Valentine for today as well. Hello. <laughs> Jim, who got me a pick from them. Yeah, they threw the pics to the crowd and like Lewis was like looking so desperately and everyone was like looking around and I, I wish I'd got the one they'd thrown in the crowd. I really do. It, uh, looks, it looks like it's been played, the scratches on it. Well, what can I say? I'm a bit of a virtuoso. Either way, you make money, though, isn't it? I reckon but, if you keep your picks. But um, yeah, yeah like, I, I, I knew you were like you guys were looking for ages, and then I was like, you're not going to get it. And then I was, I've got so as like, I was leaving, I was like, I saw it, and I was like, that's the thing that, that since growing like growing up as a teenager, getting into everything that hasn't gone away from me. I love getting guitar picks yep. from all yeah. of my favorite I bands. A, I have a Monster Magnet pick still from Amazing. and a drumstick. Yeah. I. Accidentally threw away my Dillinger Escape Plan oh, pick, which breath. I got on their final tour. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sad every time you tell yeah, it because it was in my old wallet, and I thought I'd emptied my wallet out, and it still had that pick, and it also had a Darkest Hour pick. But oh, it also the dark, your fault for changing wallets. The darkest what kind of man are you? Yeah, yeah, the Darkest Hour pick as well. Was it broke. <sighs> it no, was, yeah, yeah. Oi, the Darkest Hour pick. Uh, <laughs> I think we might have mentioned off the podcast, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Doc Coyle from who was in God Forbid and in the band yeah. Bad Wolves who are really breaking out at the moment as well. Oh, what was the phrase we used earlier? Just breaking loose, Blow, blowing, <laughs> blowing off. up, blowing off. <laughs> yeah, they're blowing. Bad, they're really blowing off. Bad Wolves. The UK. Are, bad Wolves are really blowing off after doing. Co- yeah, um, he did. He filled in on that tour. <laughs> And um, well, he's the next band are really blowing and the, off. And he, That's it now. And he had some there. picks made, so it was Darkest Hour rather than Darkest Hour. So cool. And he gave me one of those after the show. Um, it's nice, isn't it? After we were talking about um, fucking Ice Cube, <laughs> no Ice Tea, <laughs> oh, but, yeah, but Ice Tea for a while. Yeah, I'm only saying this. Yeah. So and I threw that away as well. I believe you guys have had another. Do we have time for it? Do we actually have yeah, time go, to put it in? Go. We'll make time. We'll make this a longer episode. Holy we haven't done shit. one properly in Jim, a while. This, so. this is our fucking podcast. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so <laughs> Kills which are awesome. Anyway, so we have we had one more gig left. Uh, it might be the most metal, <laughs> most metal gig ever of all time. Uh, we went to see um, Bam Off at the Gates and Wars in the Throne Room at Motion uh, as well in Bristol. Oh, God, where do we even start with that one? Um, so Wars in the Throne Room were good. 
Uh, I would agree with my friend who said that they're very good when you're watching them on stage. Yep. But then they're kind of... They don't stick with you afterwards, I would say. Okay. They're, they're good, though. They're not... Mm. They're not... Cool. I think the I think they're better in small venues. Yep. I saw them about... Uh, and also, with the bands they were supporting, it's yeah. kind of hard not to... I saw them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them about um, a year and change ago at the Fleece where we saw Cancer Bat, so a mm. nice small venue, and it was very atmospheric. Their music on record was really atmospheric as well, uh, but like live, it's way louder, and actually like the thing that makes it is the subtleties, Yeah, uh, okay. and that gets yeah. lost in the live sound. Like, mm. uh, but I thought for, for a warm-up band, they were good. They are better in small venues. They got good merch though, real good merch. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was couldn't afford it. I don't want to, <laughs> to buy anything. Uh, then we saw at the gates. Finally, who finally. Is, I was, who hmm, are they? Any kind of uh, <laughs> any relevance in metal? Is that? Yeah, a, I think. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. I'm flashing the pan. Right at the gates. <laughs> Nobody well, again. We get. <laughs> we're touch. We're touching on stuff which is like a whole episode. Yep. Really um, blew off once. And then yeah. <laughs> gates. Real ripper. Sweden, early to mid nineties. Sweden fucking loves metal. It became like a metal mecca in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a whole bunch of really influential metal bands came out of uh, a couple of towns in Sweden, specifically Gothenburg. Gothenburg is the big yeah. one. Yeah. It's which, got Goth in the title, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. which apparently <laughs> is actually like a dump of a town. It's not very interesting. Like, a, lot like, of, a lot of bands come out of towns yeah. where there's nothing going on. So Yeah, exactly. Have you yeah. listened to any pop punk? That's true. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so... Um, and they, basically, these bands like really defined, even though they weren't very mainstream, they, a lot of people who listened to them just went on to form their own bands. So yeah. I think Killswitch Engage definitely influenced oh, by like, that sound. Mm-hmm. But coming out of that scene was like In Flames, At The Gates, Dark Tranquility, I guess a couple of years later, like Soilwork, Opeth. But it was like just inc- a whole bunch of incredibly influential bands that combined yeah, like a real hotbed. Yeah, combined all the good stuff from metal up until that point. <laughs> but um, at the gates were kind of cool because like they broke up after they had their breakout album, then just disappeared for like twelve years. Yes. Then got back together and, and put together one of the best comeback albums of we all just time nailed as well. It when it came back, yeah, but yeah, slaughter of a soul is the one to listen to to start with. I yes, that yeah. is. Oh, yeah. it's yeah, it's a perfect record. Yep, uh, yeah, yeah, super. Uh, so I was finally seeing them because they've been back together for quite a while now. <laughs> I'd managed I to miss always, them. I just miss them constantly. Yeah, it was like ships in the dark. Yeah, I missed so, them this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. So this is also the first time they played Bristol since the Slaughter of the Soul tour. And it turns out they played the Full Moon. Last Imagine time that. Imagine getting to see Advocate at the Full Moon doing Slaughter of the Soul. So, you know, full Moon's a very small pub in Bristol. Uh, a big small. courtyard. Re- yeah, really small <laughs> yeah. pub. And they hadn't played this place since. is courtyard. Yeah. And they hadn't played since. It's a place to go to take drugs. It's a I, drug pub. And they had, yeah, they had a poster oh. up there for ages of that yep. gig as well. Yeah. And Weird. even though I would have been like, uh, it's 96, so I would have been like, <laughs> you know, nine years old at the time. As soon as they said that, I was like, oh shit, I could have, yeah. somehow I could have seen them there at nine years old. I lived in a different part of the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, th- that that was a band that just let, they let the songs do the talking. Um, cool. They I, that's what I'd, that's what I'd kind of expect. Oh, he had yeah. that wonderful Swedish English talking, which him and Mike Ackerfeld share. Yeah, very okay. very softly spoken. Yep. Um, but very engaging. Like you just want to hear them speak. Cool. It's like a cat purring. They were incredible. Yeah. I've always wanted to see them, and they were literally everything I wanted them to be. Uh, they played. So this is the greatest hit set. Yeah. So they played 
just stuff off the last three albums. So they played all the, the, the best songs off the newest album, yeah. which is a grower. It's, uh, it's, I, it's, as we said, it's a great album. Yeah. Weird production. Yeah. 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 And live, Massive. you don't get that. Exactly. So it's, yeah. it improves. Uh, they played like all of the hits off of... In fact... At War Reality. At War Reality, yeah. yeah. I believe, and I, I don't want to kind of toot our own blow-offs here, mm-hmm. yeah. but I do believe that we <laughs> did say that that album would be a million times better live. I think we yeah, probably did. did. And confirmed. And it we does. called it. Yeah. yeah. They, all, it. they also, You're welcome. They also yeah. released an EP with some of the songs of the album actually remastered. Next week, Horoscopes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, they could have done a whole of um, Slaughter of a Song and it would have been amazing, but they did the big songs cool. of that and it sounded cool. so, so good. Mm. Yeah. I'm so jealous. It was kind of weird because it was a really... I was just like It was a horrible, like wet, <laughs> rainy, just like miserable kind of night. Uh, and the Marble Factory is a venue where it's it's partially, it's not quite partially outside, but the divide, the, the actual divide between the outside is basically like, if you go into a butcher's and you've got like those plastic <laughs> curves yeah. and drapes. Yeah, it feels like a cattle shed. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Um, so it was freezing in the venue. Or more, more and metal, so, an avatar. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. So it took, pe- yeah. It, took <laughs> it took people quite a while to get warmed up and moving. But yeah, they, as soon as they stopped, as soon as they played um, Slaughter of the Soul, like every, the whole pit erupted. Gow. Yeah. Then there was Behemoth. Oh my God. So oh I, my God. I, I like, the af- best. after At The Gates, we were like, well, we'll call it a night. That was a set. That was a, that was a headline show. <laughs> Just want to go home. <laughs> Behemoth, I think, might have been better live. Wow. I think so. It's one of my favourite gigs I've ever been they to. They looked superb. Oh, it was... Yeah. They did that full stage. They had, like, the smoke pumping out. They had a massive triangle screen with different images on. Like, at one point, it was two angels back-to-back that turned into a goat's head. They had a big one of Alistair Crowley, like, the famous one of him with his hands between his heads. Yeah. I've never, felt, never felt more metal in my whole life. But one of the images they used... I've got as a patch on the back of my denim jacket. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have a jacket on me because otherwise I'd have, just been lo- I'd have been raised up above the crowd. Uh, but worship like C-3PO among the Ewoks. But it, it, honestly, everyone I was still with was like, I have that patch. Because it felt so good. The weird thing as well is like, it made me felt a little bit weird thinking, oh, at the gates supporting Bearmoth. But Bearmoth have been going like 20 years now. That's, that they, was, they, and pre- they hadn't played Bristol They in, like, pretty much started either. up when at the gates broke up. Yeah, like, that yeah. was my initial thought was, oh, it's weird that yeah, but then I guess Behemoth more Behemoth. What, yeah, there was a bit uh, of debate last night on oh, the gig even about the pronunciation. Is it Behemoth or Behemoth? How do you say it? It depends what kind of mood I'm in. If, yeah. I'm, if, if I'm like kind of like plugging in the band, I'm like you should check out Behemoth. But if I'm just a conversation like Behemoth. I normally say Behemoth, but I yeah, yeah. I've said Behemoth as well. Yeah, they are incredible live. Nurgle yeah. is such a so brilliant. That's band. the thing. Yeah. Like to describe their sound, uh, it's a mix of. They're a Polish band uh, who their themes are very anti-religion, um, which is like the most played out thing in math. We talked about them in a couple of podcasts, yeah. but like Poland's experience of like religion and is very different to say the UK's or America's. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's very different. Very to different. Yeah. With yeah. <laughs> so like what I think in the UK, when you hear someone either quite into their religion or is very against it, a lot of people in the UK just kind of roll their eyes. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You it's know. the British reaction, yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, do, yeah, do what you want, bro. We don't care. Yeah, keep yeah, yourself. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think in Poland, like the front man, uh, Nurgle, like, you know, was on trial for ripping up a Bible on stage and things like that. So they Somehow. are a, yeah, <laughs> they are like a very anti religious band. But they also play up on that because all their imagery is incredibly religious. Yes. yes. And they like. It's what he believes as well. Yeah. yeah. They, complete, yeah. they completely play off the 
sort of like Polish, like orthodox kind of like aesthetic yeah. and it works really cool because all that stuff looks really awesome. Um, but they're makes anything with a goat's head, you're gonna yeah, be, right? you've, got my, you've got my money, you know. <laughs> but um, the thing about them as well was like they are natural showmen, uh, yes. And it wasn't a million miles away from when like seeing like Hatfield and Metallica, the way he moves around stage, cool. like the swagger yep. he has, Nurgle has as well. I but he's also wearing corpse paint and like a big hooded robe <laughs> yeah. and stuff. There are it's... costume changes during the set. Oh, it's so good. Again, we got some it... videos and photos as well. Yeah, so we'll have to put them up. I think we said it before. Nurgle is just one of the coolest yep. dudes. And also, I feel like if you just saw him in the street in his normal attire... He still like, looks cool, though. That guy looks like some kind of like I'm designer also, or... I can't I'm going to say it. this. Nurgle looks like he fucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, he, I yeah. agree. He yeah. looks like 100%. he fuck. Yeah. I also, I can't prove it, but I am 100% sure at some point on my lunch break uh, when they were on that day, but I walked past him at some point because he definitely went from the hotel he was staying in to a coffee shop and would have gone down the Victoria Street. Uh, I'm just going to assume that I walked past him at some point and didn't realise. Oh, so cool. But it's so cool. He's like this big, like, sort of anti-religion, like, heavy metal dude. And then, like, a lot of his blogs are him doing, like, kickboxing exercise or... Yoga. Uh, he loves to find really good coffee houses. How is he going to fight Jesus, bro? Well, exactly. Good point. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, he's but like- he's also, he, like, he loves his coffee. So, yes. like, I can't remember what the place was now in Bristol he went to, but he walked a while to get to it. Uh, and then he was just filming himself, loving it, like having a really nice brewed coffee. It's on, oh. it's on one of his Instagram live ones. And he, he was very happy because he got annoyed if, um, when, he joined, when he went to the UK, but it was really sunny. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> uh, and, then, and then as soon as it started raining again in like Birmingham, I think it was, he was like, yeah, British weather, love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of his videos of him doing like kickboxing exercises and meeting the fans before the gig and stuff like yeah. that as well. He's just a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I can't remember in a coffee shop, but... And he looks yeah. as well, from watching a lot of videos and that from this tour, he is such a poser on stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. Oh, he plays up to the whole thing. I, it's all... Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's like... It's, it's great. Yeah, it, he has the kind of... He has the stage presence which you expect from bands like like Metallica, like Motley Crue. Yeah. Uh, he wears like the Pope hat at one point and stuff. You know? Yeah, there were actual... This is like... Yeah. There's not really me- many metal gigs other than, say, Maiden or probably like Priest or Alice Cooper. There's mm. not really death metal gigs, I should say, where there's costume changes in yeah. the set. Yeah. It reminded me of Alice Cooper quite a bit, actually. The best yeah. one was... Right, the, the encore, the bassist comes on. He's got this like huge... It's almost like a feather boa or like hat. So it's almost like, you know, like Carmen Miranda with like the fruit hat. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. that, but it, it didn't have fruit in it. It was all like feathers and like really yeah. evil looking stuff. It and was then like, at the end... Or like Johnny Carson doing his Karnak thing where he has like the big sort of hat on. Yeah. And then he stands in front of a uh, confetti cannon, which is just blowing out black yeah. confetti. Of course it's black confetti. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so this like feathery hat is like shaking while all this confetti's flying uh, out. They ca- yeah, it was... It's one of my favourite gigs I've ever been to. It you know, was just a joy. You know that... Um, that classic clip from the Osbournes when Ozzy uh, is kind of going over his stage show that Sharon set up. Yeah. And yes. he starts blowing out bubbles. Yep. He goes, I'm the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck yeah. are these bubbles yeah. about? <laughs> it's like they watch that and we're like, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bubble, yeah, it's confetti. Amazing. It's cool. And you can tell they're just, for a satanic black metal band, they seem really wholesome as well. <laughs> like really nice. And like, they, they seem like, yeah. they're always posting videos of like, meeting the fans and like, walking around the cities that yeah. they go to. And 
Yeah, I but just the, one of my favorite like, games. Favorite was so good. Think about oh, and he was on their version of the voice. I really feel like yeah. we should mention yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we must we must mention it on their episode. But yeah. like, yeah, he's just one of the guys who I think has come from a society which was very kind of potentially like by modern standards quite closed off and conservative, and is kind of out in the world and just fucking loving life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's well. He also he beat cancer as well. So like, he's got yeah, a lot to be happy yeah. for. Yeah. Um, That's always going to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to yeah. shout out to one of our super fans, um, Susie. Uh, one of our biggest supporters, uh, who, after listening to our podcast a lot, really wanted to go to a metal gig <laughs> and asked what was coming up, what we were going to. And I said that Bear Moth and At the Gates was the next up and coming gig. And she went, Oh, I think I really want to go. I really want to go. And I went, I'm going to send you like a couple of song links <laughs> and you can just let me know how you feel. <laughs> Uh, and so I sent her, I think the video for God is dog, God equals dog. I hate that title so much. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it's gone. such a good it's song. Such a good song. <laughs> I mental yeah. and played it. Uh, I think even if it was, yeah, even if it wasn't just actually just written equals, it would be less annoying. Yeah. Almost anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, she took like one look at not the actual video, but like the screenshot of the video and went, yeah, I think, nah, I don't think this is going to be for me. It's a very intense one to go to for your first metal so, gig. Yeah, yeah, so I, sp- I also spoke to Susie and she said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to come to a gig with you guys. It'd be nice to experience something different because she's not a massive metal fan at, t- yeah. at all. Um, and she said, I said it's Jim and he sent me this horrible Pope thing. Yeah. <laughs> that sums up that band. Yeah. Like, and I don't blame too- anyone for being put off by that, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. I thought, why? Why would you start yeah. there? I think it was the next gig coming up. <laughs> I think um, I think Ghost and Behemoth are like, basically, you know how you get like uh, Deep Deep Impact and Armageddon or like Volcano and Dante's Inferno? They're like the same concept. Dante's even. Peak. Dante's Peak even, yeah. yeah. They're the same... Yeah. <laughs> Show some respect. It's a computer. Yeah. Uh, Linda Hamilton and Pierce Brosnan. How dare you? Yeah. What a terrible movie. But God. like, I want to say that like Ghost and Vermoth are like the same concept taken in two different directions. No, yeah. this is more like the Warriors and the Wanderers, where they're both really great because the ones you described, one's really shit and one isn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, uh, Warriors and Wanderers are both gang movies from 1979, uh, and uh, yeah, they're both excellent in very different ways. Uh, okay. Warriors is real good, man. Yeah, yeah. one of my yeah. favorite yeah. films all time. I wish I had bottles to do the thing now. Right? <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah. Is yeah. It, oh yeah, is, The Rock. <laughs> yeah, I totally get what you mean. Though. Is this yeah. good audio? <laughs> Is yeah. this what you is this, is this good content? Can you count, uh, suckers? We've got to call it. Yeah, no, please. I think, half past nine, yeah, this yeah. Is, so we, we are so sorry. We've had quite a lot to get off our chest. Yeah. We had a whole pizza incident. You yeah. stuck with us. Um, Forever known as Pizzagate too. Maybe not known as Pizzagate ever. Um, <laughs> but from the bottom of our hearts... Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. To all yeah. of you guys. Hope, hope you all had a lovely day doing hope what you our enjoyed. Our love of live music yep. came across well in this episode. Um, and what we would like pizza. to know, uh, what we'd like to know, I believe. What's the your next... favourite hymn album? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us. We won't reply. Um, I believe the next big holiday coming up is Mother's Day. Mother! And what I'd like to hear <laughs> from you guys is some, uh, some song dedications for your mums. Or the best mum themed songs. Yeah, email Out, us in. Let us outside know. of mother. Yeah, <laughs> outside of mother. Yeah. So you can get in touch via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, where we are at Slowly We Rock, or you can email us direct, uh, which is slowlywerock at gmail.com. Let us know. We will read 
pretty much anything yeah, out yeah. on here. Let us know what you send us spam. We'll read that. <laughs> also, yeah, send us like Papa John's vouchers as well. Yeah, because uh, we're not on the take. We're not getting sent Papa John's. No, not yet. Yeah. But we're not paying for either. So <laughs> all right. Um, and also, let us know what you thought of our Maiden Voyage episode because we have loads of episodes back in the tank. So if you're a big Iron Maiden fan, or if you just want like us doing something slightly different on the podcast. Uh, with Mike as well, uh, our friend Mike, who uh, guested on our Anthrax episode. Yep. Um, if you want to hear some more from, more from him, because he is a fantastic human being, um, then let us know, because we have loads more of that to go, and yep. we've not even got to like the best of Iron Maiden's albums yet, so yep. let us know what you think. We really appreciate you guys listening. It means the world to us, so thank you so much. That was beautiful. Yeah. Let's cool. eat some pizza. Right. Take Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. My hand. <laughs> I Take never loved you. <laughs> <laughs> you were singing a completely wrong song there. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Jesus Christ.